Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another show of Dugout Talk, wherein we discuss all things baseball, uh, animal collective, old memories that we have, and uh, uh, political insight and political satire, if you will. This is, once again, your host, Shoeless Adam Danger, and I'm joined by my two brothers from similar mothers. Uh, I've got Joshy Numbers. Joshy, say hi. Hi, hi. Welcome to the uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion of uh, podcast. Yes, yes. Uneven, but stark. And we also have uh, Beetle Ed. Beetle Ed, how you doing? I'm good. Great. That really went well. That was that was a nice detour. We could do a great start. We could have well, get 55 gonna, seconds in. I thought in. you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Beetle Ed, say hi, and I was all prepared to say ahoy because I said that on the Skype chat, and I thought it was cool, and then you just totally threw me a curveball and asked me how it was going. I had nothing. Well, you could have started with, ahoy, matey, the high seas are treating me. Uh, I'm just not as good at improvising as you are. Yeah, I'm not great, you know. Well, I did live in Chicago. Guys, did you know this? I lived in (sighs) Chicago for two years. I'd go to the I.O. I'd go to, you know, the Chuckle Hut or whatever it was called. Um, You know, I got I was around greatness. What's the I.O.? Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Yeah, yeah, that was over in Wrigleyville. I'd go with... uh, Sana and Dina, I guess Cameron, and uh, you know when Sana first got there, she was uh, like scouting for talent, right? Like comedic talent for her job. She's like, "Hey guys, I got us some tickets. Let's go to I.O." And we didn't have anything else better to do, uh, so like, "Yeah, cool. That sounds cool." And so like we'd show up and we'd go to like the little improv theater, and you'd see photos of Tina Fey or Amy Poehler and all kinds of comedians and and more sketch comedians, right? Like stuff you'd, people you'd see on SNL. And she'd go into this little like theater. It looks like one of those like children's theaters where they, you would have like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory or something, or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory for you, uh, who insists on it. Nonetheless, we'd sit down. Okay, and so now I was like, look, and so now I was almost like a baseball scout, right? Like she's like, I heard this person, or I heard these two people are really funny. I've got to see if they've got what it takes. Then we can, you know, I'll, I'll report back and say, hey, maybe we should extend an offer uh, or represent these people or whatever, right? So I mean, that was pretty cool. And our again the the benefit the fringe benefits were that we'd get to go to these free, you know, half hour things and and you know we didn't have to pay so we showed up we sit down and people would do their uh, sketch comedy their improv comedy which I feel is like so difficult they're like oh yes and I I guys I don't understand what yes and means like I understand that you're supposed to like not kill something or go no or yes like I I still don't understand the basic mechanics of yes and but you'd sit through these things. And sometimes they weren't funny at all. Like somebody would tell a joke and be like, "Boy, is it windy in here?" Was this the uh, was this the same? <laughs> Reminds me of the this same story building, that you're telling. Was yeah. this the same building that uh, they saw that Animal Collective visual album at Oddsack? Uh, I mean, it might have been uh, a lot of those old Chicago Oddsack. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to Oddsack. Oddsack. <laughs> Was Odd Sack like the first thing they did after a Meriwether Post Pavilion? It was. It was either that or the Fall Be Kind EP. Oh but yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember Adam telling me that like people were excited that like oh Animal Collective was going to show up and it was only geologists. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they were going to debut. Yeah, Odd Sack. I guess that would have been what 2010, 2009. Yeah. Um, no, Fall Be Kind me. was was good. Yeah. Yeah, Fall Be Kind is uh, inextricably linked to that first 
time I ever visited Chicago when I got in from Europe back in 2009 in the winter. It was when you made Adam watch Zeitgeist. Apartment. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Guys, <laughs> when I crashed on Adam's couch. <laughs> 2009, Zeitgeist, Fall Be Kind, crashing on my, it's not even my couch, it was Graham's couch, or it might have been Samantha Granberg's couch. She may have left. And you guys had that heater, you remember, on the wall that would turn on? Yeah, it was like, like it was a hundred years old. over you with hot air. Oh. Anyway, the uh, the this Xbox controllers. About baseball, need I remind you yet again? <laughs> I was gonna say the Xbox controllers that Adam and Graham would throw because they would beat each other and be poor sports about it. No, I I was playing Graham like uh, Madden two thousand seven or something, and then he was about to beat me, and I just like I got up and I turned off the Xbox, and he like freaking chucked the controller at the wall and went to his room. I didn't see him for three days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to play Madden with you guys. Uh, I think I'm pretty good now. Like recently, recently at work, we had like back when, you know, before COVID, uh, we had a little thing for football and we had like a Madden set up and people were playing, right? It was, it was like a fun little thing. And so I was like, oh, I'll jump in and play. Like, guys, like, I'll, I'll do it. No big deal. And this other guy comes, goes, I hope you're ready for it. He was this big husky dude, right? About maybe six foot, 5'11", beard, beady eyes, glasses, real curly hair, like just very hirsute and just a big meaty dude, but like meek enough, right? It wasn't like a, a dick or anything. Um, so I'm like, all right, here we go. And so he was kind of doing, he goes, all right, off to a hot start. And then I told Josh, I started playing this really outdated defense, the Bears 46, and I kept just blitzing him and I would get turnovers. And then I like, by the end of the game, the little match that we played, I was beating him pretty soundly. He's like, he just couldn't believe it. And I was just like doing stupid things like football from 50 years ago, but it was working on that game. And, uh, and so I kind of got into his head and I think he was just like, Oh, good, good playing with you, dude. And then he just left and like, we were supposed to have fun, but I feel like Colluding I to waste time. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, I mean, that was part of, like, that was part of our fun at work. And I kind of missed that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I am terrible. Well, Josh, how, how am I to play video games with? We used to play Madden a lot. Um, pretty bad. Um, and you're uh, the poorest yeah, of sports. I can speak to that as well, obviously. I agree with Josh. <laughs> oh, um, the, same one the instance. the poorest video game sport I ever played with. I, I remember like, sometimes no we'd be playing NBA. We would be playing NBA Jam on the uh, old Sega Genesis, and then if I would be winning like well enough, Adam would just press the reset button on the Sega Genesis. Wow, I see. I sense a pattern here. I mean, I never lose. So <laughs> Man, that is that is shameful. You should be ashamed of yourself. Reset <laughs> button. <laughs> There's no reset button in baseball, though. Nope. And that's where we're at in the uh, MLB playoffs. We've got Set four way. teams. Oh, thank God, Josh. Nailed it. The Dodgers of Los Angeles, the Houston Astros, who I believe are a sixth seed. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, the number one seed, and your your Atlanta Braves. Now, Beetlehead, hit us with the Braves report. Well, you didn't say, but the Braves were the two seed in the NL. Worth mentioning. The Braves report, um, I'm going to have to listen back to our last episode and figure out what my final prediction was. 
I know I predicted the Braves going to the World Series. I wonder if I had the Rays. You, you, you like Mike Pence it and just swept it under the rug and didn't give us an answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the Braves, I gave like multiple answers, I think, was the problem. But the Braves, um, yeah, the Braves, everybody thought pitching was going to be their weakness going into the postseason. And uh, it's been one of their biggest strengths. Obviously, the bullpen pitching has been without a doubt, the biggest strength, but the starting pitching, which everybody thought was going to be their weak spot, has really stepped up. If anything, the offense, you know, they've had the best, you know, by most metrics, the best offense in the NL, and they have three of the top five in OPS in the NL, but, you know, the offense has been a little spotty, but they've gone up against some weak offenses in the Reds and the Marlins. They swept both teams, and now will be the true test when the Braves take on the Los Angeles Dodgers, the best team in the regular season, for a number of years now at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday night. And I'm very excited about it, and I think the Braves feel confident, and I feel fairly confident in them, even though last night I I started having my uh, baseball postseason nightmares started to come back. Like, I was tossing and turning last night, and I dreamt that Max Fried gave up seven runs in the first inning. And then I, like, woke up, and I was like, it's just a dream. And I was so relieved. But that'll that, if that says anything, I'm, I'm a little stressed and a little uh, anxious about this matchup. But I'm excited for it. And I think the Braves really do have a chance to uh, make it to the World Series, especially if the Dodgers sleep on them, underestimate them. I think they could surprise some people. I like the fact that, oh, no, I was going to say, I like the fact that we were all watching the Braves game the other day when Kyle Wright was pitching, and then Adam put in, like, Edwin, why does the Braves pitcher look like you? Sure does. (laughs) He sure does. Hey, man, I'll take it. And he was sitting like after beard, believe it or not, after he like finished, he's just sitting there. He just had like these beady eyes and he was just like staring on like he just looked like me. Well, not that you have beady eyes. You have beautiful eyes, Edwin, but he does. He has beady eyes and he was just like staring onto the field like like he looked like he was lost in thought or just kind of dejected. And the Braves were winning. Like, I mean, he had a lot to think about. He needed to sit there and think about what he did. He, because you know, he, like, barely, he, he barely skirted a disaster. And if he had the same performance, loading the bases and whatnot, he's not going to get out of that with the Dodgers, you know? They're not going to be swinging at pitches in the dirt. Dodgers are going to make him pay. So he's got to step right. up. This is, this is the Dodgers in October, though, Edwin. Like, I, if there's any team that I want to load up the bases on that I'm confident is going to just, like, strike out or just like ground out to a double play it's going to be the dodgers in october well that's nice of you to say it gives me some hope but you know i was pulling for the padres to at least take oh, a game too. or two to slow down the dodgers but man they just steamrolled them although i did did you guys watch the last couple of innings of uh game two yes yeah that was oh, exciting that was wild anyways that's the braves report feeling good if they can take game one, man, uh, I mean, the Dodgers embarrassed the Braves, tr- uh, bounced them out of the playoffs in 2013 and 2018. So there is some revenge to be had here, and nothing would be sweeter than to beat the Dodgers 
What's the uh, what's the Astros report, Josh? Um, so I still don't know what to make of this team because it's almost like they played down to their competition, right? They had the two game series against Minnesota where they swept them. Um, very rarely, like like runs were just hard to come by there from both teams. Um, and the Astros pitching just looked phenomenal in that series against the Twins. Uh, you know, just held them scoreless into one run. Uh, and, you know, just had enough offense to go ahead and win that series. They go over to Oakland, and it's like 11 runs just, like, isn't enough to save the lead. Like, uh, I don't know if you watched the clinching game four, but we were up 11-4 to four going into the bottom of the ninth, and then all of a sudden it's 11-6. to six, And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, is 11 runs even enough? Um, and then Ryan Presley ends up, you know, getting the last three outs and... Uh, uh, you know, we end up winning that series, but that Astros just pitching and bullpen is just awful. But I don't know if it's because they're just trying to play down to their competition. But that being said, like the offense in that series against Oakland was just magnificent. Every, like everybody's clicking. I think the only one that really isn't clicking is Josh Reddick, and he's had a terrible season. But uh, defensively, he's been pretty good. But everybody else, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, um, Carlos Correa had an amazing series, uh, and then George Springer is just like, I don't know what it is about October, but George Springer is just incredible. Um, so I, uh, I'm actually looking forward to the series against the Rays because I think the Rays have the, well, I think I mentioned it in our last podcast that they had the best pitching, uh, to me overall throughout the regular season. So that's going to be good against going to those Astros bats. And then, uh, we'll see if they can actually, uh, get some runs on the board against the Astros pitching, but they probably will because the Astros pitching is still, it's ass. Oh, damn. Well, with ass pitching, you're not going to get very far. No, but this far. But if you, but if you can score 11 or 12 runs, then, you know, I, maybe who who knows? No way they score 12 runs off the race. That's good. Okay. Seven. (laughs) That's going to be exciting, though. When's the game? In, like, five hours from now? Uh, I think it's at 6 tonight. So we're recording this on Sunday, so it'll be uh, 6 tonight, and then I think 3 p.m. tomorrow. And I think the Astros are the afternoon series, and then the Braves-Dodgers is going to be the... Um, that's going to be your primetime series. The West Coast primetime? I think they're actually... Tomorrow, they're only starting, like, 40 minutes apart, actually. Oh, really? I believe so. Oh, okay. I thought the Astros game was starting earlier. All right. Let me double check. Did you guys catch the uh, any of the Yankees Rays game five on Friday? I just did. A little bit. Yeah. No, Adam, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, no I was right. saying, like, the I... Astros game is earlier in the day. My bad. What were you saying, Adam? Oh, I did watch a little bit of the uh, Rays Yankees. Uh, you know, it was it was pretty exciting. And then I started watching another movie and then I had to go back to work. So that's about as nice. much as my insight as you're going to get. Well, I caught the end of it, which was pretty great. It was great to see uh, Araldus Chapman give up another season-ending home run in the playoffs. I love it because I just, like, fuck Araldus Chapman. I hate him so much. He's a horrible human being, and uh, in the playoffs, he's just, he's awful. Speaking just of, terrible. do the Astros still have, what's his name? Um, uh, oh, see. Yeah, yeah, he's injured though. I think he, 
I want to say he had to get Tommy John surgery, and uh, I think he has like a club option for next year, but I don't think they're going to pick it up. He's been uh, he's been pretty shaky since he joined the team, and then um, just off and on injured. So Roberto Osuna, my least favorite Houston Astro, um, fuck off. Farewell. Do you guys remember last year when Altuve hit the walk-off home run off Chapman and then uh, Aroldis Chapman had the, like, very memeable reaction of just, like, smiling? You know, he had that, like, dumb smile yeah, on his he, face and disbelief. He, he had, like, that that little, like, beaver teeth smile, like, like a kid. And, like, they knew they, like, fucked up and then their parent is just going to yell at him later. Like, that kind of smile. Yeah. And I yeah. saw, you know, I watched, I was lucky enough, we were all watching the NBA Finals on Friday, but I had my phone <laughs> to the side, and I was watching Yankees Rays, and I, I saw the Brousseau home run, and if you watch the clip, like, when they cut to Chapman, he almost has, like, that same grin on his face, but then it just, like, melts away, and he just looks, like, really sad, like, he really fucked up. Did you, uh... What was uh, what was your opinion on the uh, NBA Finals on Friday, Edwin? Um, well, you know me in my head, I was just like, I was just like having an argument with myself about why baseball is superior sport, but it was fun. You know, I was thinking, you want to hear it? You know, it's like in music. To use a music analogy, you know how people are always talking about dynamics and how mm-hmm. music today just doesn't have like dynamics or something. Like, there need to be quiet parts and loud parts and instead of just... And I feel like, I mean, you... Baseball, I guess, has a lot more downtime and, like, boring moments. But it does make for sort of a more dynamic viewing experience, I guess, if you're kind of bored some of the times. Because being a baseball so fan, watching the, watching the NBA Finals, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so much scoring. It's just like... It's just constant scoring. So coming from baseball, it's like, I don't know. It's very different. That's the only thing I'll stand by is that it's so, different. Edwin, I feel like you've just described either like television or the song Sister Ray. Like it's like baseball's just droning like ding 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 and then like you know, 17 minutes into the song, then you hear a and you see like, did you hear that? Did you hear that <laughs> dynamic? You had to wait 17 minutes and you had to get through. Dinga, 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 I dinga. love songs like that. So what you're saying is you're a huge tool fan and baseball is the tool of sports. It's the lateralis. Yes, that would be yeah, a perfect analogy, actually. Were you saying that a television song, Sister Ray? I don't even know that song. Well, no, like Velvet Underground, Sister Ray, but like any te- yeah. television that has like uh, angular guitars and... <laughs> Yeah, right, 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 right. Where it's just like like eleven minutes, and then like at the eight minute mark, you're like, oh shit, it like changes. And hell yeah, yeah. love music like that. But of course, I was pulling for the Heat. It was cool that the Heat um, managed to win it. You know, I felt like it was kind of anticlimactic. There wasn't like in the last twenty seconds, there was no like shot that anybody made that had you kind of fallen on the floor. I mean, the climactic moment was really when the, uh, whoever it was on the Lakers missed that. Danny shot. Green. Yeah. Former yeah. Spur, Danny Green. Former Spur, Danny Green, who, uh, told, uh, me and, uh, and <laughs> Adam's brother-in-law to, uh, fuck off at a Nas concert before. True story. Nice. Yeah. So you got your revenge there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Take that, Dana Green. Now, Edward, I want to go back to this. Who were you watching the game with? Now, we know that you're in you're in a new city. You uh, you're kind of getting acquainted with yourself. So you watching basketball, obviously, it seems like uh, it's not a regular occurrence. So set the scene for us. Who were you watching with? Where were you watching? What was going down? Yeah, I haven't. Nobody's really forced me to watch basketball since I lived in San Antonio. But <laughs> uh, I wasn't forced. But you know, we're living with uh, my girlfriend's sister, and her husband is into basketball, and he's a bit of a Lakers fan, so he's been watching the games. And As we, we we were all just good sports on Friday, and we all sat there and watched it. As we mentioned, there are no Philadelphia 76ers fans in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the yeah, only teams that exist are the, are the Flyers and the Eagles, and that's it. The Phillies don't exist? No, no. Damn. I saw yeah. a fanatic license plate just the other day. <laughs> they must have been from out of town. Yeah, they must have been from Newark. So have you guys been watching the finals every game? Uh, I have, um, just kind of like off and on because a lot of the finals games over like over the week have been interfering with the MLB playoffs. And, um, I know I kind of think like the Lakers are just going to end up winning the finals anyway. So it's, uh, not terribly yeah. interesting to me, but, uh, yeah, no, I was glad for the heat on Friday cause I like Jimmy Butler and, um, yeah, Jimmy Butler of... seems cool. Yeah, he's a real cool dude, Edwin. Uh, there is a story about him, and uh, when he was in Minnesota, he had he like was with just like four other bench warmers, and then decided to take on like the rest of the starting lineup of the Timberwolves by himself and beat them. And he's just insane. And uh, there's a story yeah. I didn't really too know, that he... I didn't know about him before uh, the finals. There's a story that he removed the uh, rearview mirrors from his car because he doesn't like to look back. Wow. That's <laughs> that's not true. But I read it. It happened. He didn't just take it from the Tame Apollo song. Is that he wait? Really what song it. is that from? That's from Elephant, Elephant, where he goes. He took he took the mirrors off his Cadillac because he doesn't oh. like it. Looks like he's looking back. Oh, that's a another song word. that goes. Well, and then wow. like, and then midway, like midway in that song, it changes and it has that like little. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, that's like a cross between baseball sad. and basketball. There has to be a sport where it's kind of slow and that, gunga, dunga, 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 but then it'll like turn on a dime. That's the football game, bro. It, you just described football. Yeah, I guess running plays that don't go anywhere, like uh, <laughs> pass plays that get broken up. So that's just kind of like dunga dunga happens. That's what I'm going to have in my head when I watch the Cowboys this afternoon is when they go like on a drive. And I use the term drive, like, you know, loosely. It's just like dunga 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 dunga. And then Zeke Elliott's going to fumble and you're just going to go. I'm going to send that to you in an audio message. And the Cowboys on a six, you know, or a uh, 16 play drive for a field goal. Well, when you guys do, when you guys do mouth guitar solos, I can't tell who's doing it. You sound exactly the same. We're the Eddie Van Halen of mouth guitar solos. That's better than I could have done. R.I.P. So everyone does those uh, lead guitar. I don't, I don't get like, I don't get the strategy, you know? Same with football. Like, I'm just not appreciating it on that level. And I don't even know if I'm really appreciating baseball on that level. I just, like, 
I just really like it when they hit the ball, you know? That's exciting. <laughs> but you're like play the hits. Yeah, I tried to get my I tried to get Jake to explain what a pick and roll was, probably for like the tenth time. <laughs> And then he's like, poor guy. He's like, oh, it's so it's, he's like, it's when you set up a pick and then you, and I was like, wait, what's a pick? And he's like, oh, okay. So a pick is, and then my girlfriend turned to me and she's like, now you know how it feels when you explain baseball to me. Yes. And I was like, oh, touche. That's fair. Shout out to D. Missy D. Always, Hope you're doing well. I'll appreciate that. I'm always like trying to, you know, once in a blue moon, she'll be like, okay, what's a double play? And I'll be like, ooh, I'm glad you asked. I'm like, so it's when, like, a, the player hits a ground ball. And she's like, what's a ground ball? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's when they, like, hit the ball. And she's like, what's a ball? And it's just like, wow. Because you just have to, I, you just don't realize somebody who doesn't know a thing, you don't, they kind of open your, opens your eyes to how much there is to know, especially about baseball. I really, I feel, for, you said his name was Jake? You're, uh, yes, I feel for Jake because a couple of years ago, uh, it was during the holidays, and Tori's parents were in town. Tori the Terminator, and we were staying with her brother. And I, like, it was just kind of like we'd gotten engaged. I think is what happened. We got engaged, and they were in town for the holidays, and the Cowboys were going to play like the last game of the season or their first game of the playoffs, something ridiculous. And Tori's like, um, we were all going to hang out at Mike's and, um, did you want to watch the football game there? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll watch it. And, uh, watch the game and the Cowboys proceeded to get like beaten, but not like, it wasn't like 45 to six, but it was just like a game where it was more like, and like the, the Rams were just beating us. I know what us. you mean. And I was just sitting there in silence and the rest of the family, like her parents, uh, my brother-in-law, Tori, uh my uh my uh i guess sister-in-law right like we're just sitting there like did not care at all and we're just like oh are they doing it and i was like they, they went to halftime they're not gonna win this game and i just like sat and i was like pouting and i was like at the edge of the couch because i was so invested and i was just so broken up and everyone else i could tell what, what really made me upset even more was that i had four five other people that uh I made sit through this and watch me get upset. No, that's the worst. <laughs> hey, at least they let you watch it. Remember when we were getting ready to go to Easter oh at a family member's house and there was a big Spurs Lakers game and you wanted to watch it. And I mean, I wanted to watch it too. And then when mom said, are you ready to go? You said, no. And she said, why not? And you're like, I want to watch the Spurs game. And she was like, well, they'll probably have it on. And you said, no, quote, they never watch anything cool. <laughs> well, one so year, true. to be fair, one year we went there for New Year's Eve and they weren't even watching like Dick Clark's Rock Around the Clock or Rockin' New Year's Eve. Like they were watching the Fox version of it, right? Like, you know what I mean? It, Philistines. Philistines. That's when I happened. So I was worried that we would. And I, I guess you called me later and said, oh, we're watching the game here. Uh, needless to say, my mom had a fit and yelled at me and told me, well, then just stay home, you ungrateful turd. Uh, I'm paraphrasing to say. <laughs> and uh, and so I did. I got to watch the game, but felt guilty about it. Like, oh, I guess I should. And then the Spurs ended up getting their asses kicked. Yeah, that's what always sucks. It's like I make a big <laughs> deal about watching this game because I want to watch it. And then the team I root for gets shellacked. And then 
everybody's miserable. I'm miserable. The people around me are miserable. And then, you know, like the when I watched that Cowboys game, they're like, does anyone want to watch a movie? And we ended up watching some movie from 2004 that I saw at Blockbuster. I'm like, oh, no, this is fine. No, I'm having a great time. Why is everyone? No, I'm fine. I'm great. This is great. No. I, uh, I got drunk during that uh, Cowboys-Rams game that you're talking about because I made such a big deal out of it that um, I told my girlfriend, like, yeah, let's watch it and let's go to this bar across the street called the Broadway 50-50. And so, like, you know, we got drinks and uh, the first quarter didn't go as planned. And then, like, hey, like as the second quarter unwound, like, that's when you knew we were just going to lose. Um, so I proceeded to, like, drink heavily. And then we ended up going to, like, Barnes & Noble and, like, getting like some books and stuff because we were just like nah this this night's just it's not going to go our way um and that was probably the better decision so needless to say i handle these losses a lot better than you do yeah i'd I'd say so i just get really upset uh well the other week i was watching the cowboys seahawks and again fans welcome to seahawk talk with uh with beetle ed and josh numbers and i was like no we're gonna lose this game like, there's no reason for me to get worked up because I know how this is going to end. We're going to lose this game. This team is terrible. But let me just see it happen. Like, let me see it happen. And and the Cowboys are playing, and they're they're ridiculous. And, and I'm, like, mocking the team. I'm openly mocking them. Like, oh, yeah, you guys are a bunch of, bunch of bums. You couldn't play football if you had two eyes. Give me a break. Like, uh, this is ridiculous. But then they, they sucker you in. They start making some plays. Like, they get a, ball, a bad bounce. And then the Cowboys are on a final drive. All they, they do need a touchdown to win, and idiocy abounds, and they lose the game. And my wife kind of like just looks at me with a big grin, like, "Is everything okay?" And I was like, "Quit annoying me!" And then that was like the end of our evening. Edwin, how do you take Braves losses? I know you haven't seen many of this playoffs, but like, is your girlfriend familiar with like your mood changing when the Braves lose? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was saying, yeah, I, I would love to be the kind of baseball fan or sports fan, you know, that can like enjoy a loss like Bob Costas, I imagine does or something but, like, <laughs> or any of those people, any of the talking heads from the Ken Burns documentary who are like, you know, it's like a chess match between the batter and the pitcher. It's like all I care about is my team winning like most people. But I remember last year, for those who may not remember, the Braves made it to the NLDS and the Cardinals took them to a decisive game five in which they gave up 10 runs in the first inning. Mm-hmm. And I remember Daria was watching that with me. And the few times that I've gotten her to watch baseball with me, it's like, it's like I'm Morpheus, like watching the Matrix, you know, and then she looks at the screen and it's all just like green numbers. Like she has no idea what's happening. And so we're just sitting there and she's like talking to me and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like pointing at the TV. And she's like, what happened? And I'm like, have you not been watching this? And she's like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, do you see that number 10 there? She's like, is that bad? She's like, do they have 10 points? And I'm like, it's runs. And now she just trolls me forever. She'll never say runs. And she just, at any opportunity, she'll be like, ooh, they score a point. And I'm just like, ooh. But I feel for her because, like, you know, I think Tori the Terminator, you know, she's a sports fan. So 
she must enjoy, you know, being married to a fellow sports fanatic. But for somebody who does not care one lick about any sport under the sun, like my girlfriend, I feel bad, you know, that she yeah. has to be with somebody my... whose moods are affected by something so uh, meaningless. My girlfriend will, like, watch the games with me, and then I'll, like, be in a bad mood for a little bit, and then she'll be like, hey, do you want to watch 90 Day Fiance or Married at First Sight? And I'm like, you're goddamn right I do. And then we end up, like, <laughs> watching that, and I forget about the loss until, like, I'm scrolling through Twitter. But then, like, yeah. but then I'm also concurrently watching, like, 90 Day Fiance, and I'm like, this person's a clown. So I just automatically feel better, but... um yeah, my girlfriend's been with me long enough to where, like, I've had to, like, definitely tone it down a little bit. But um, also, like, it's not bad. And she kind of knows how to uh, how to cheer me up after one of my team's loses, which it, it, it's good. a lot between the Astros and the Cowboys this year. Like, a, a, a lot. I will yeah, say what this. a weird season to be an Astros fan. I bet no you had shit. to. Must have felt like crap. Or they must have seemed like shit all season long and now look where they are a lot of mixed feelings i will Very say mixed. i feel like twitter has added like maybe gasoline to my like fury because i just like whenever the cowboys make a bad play or something happens i instantly check twitter to see like what other fans are saying and like some of like rep- representatives of the team like oh it's not going to get it done when you go like uh two for 12 and third down and so then i start like shit posting on twitter like no it wasn't and uh, <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> very, very upset. Um, and uh, so then I think that even heightens my anger. And I'm really trying to be zen about this. I'm trying to say like, I have no control over what happens. I am just watching an exhibition of finely tuned athletes try to execute a game plan against one another, and I'm seeing drama play out. Right. This is this is. I don't get upset when you know. Uh, someone in a, in a dramatic series, you know, dies or gets hurt or something like that. Uh, I should feel the same way about this. You know, there isn't really anything that's emotionally tying me to this. I should be merely the, I should be merely watching this, but not feeling this. But that kind of goes out the window like five minutes in, and I'm like, I just hate this team so much. I'm just wasting my life. Like life is an inevitable uh, march towards the grave with just misery along the way. No, I so I hate when fans of my team have differing opinions, like uh, like being a Cowboys fan when they're like, oh, it's not Dak Prescott's fault. We should pay him. And I'm like, no, Dak fucking turned the ball over like twice, like in consecutive games at the end of the game. Like we had a chance to win and then he just like shits it away. So I hate when I have differing opinions from other fans on my team, like baseball wise, it's like. Well, you know, uh, if we had Justin Verlander, this team would have uh, would be better, and we would have swept the A's. And I'm like, no, like our bullpen is like god awful. Like, no, I. So I hate other fans of my team. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. But just to say though, I I'm still a Mets fan, a proud Mets fan. So maybe I I like the misery, right? I think the misery allows me to recognize that I'm still alive and I'm functioning. And that, um, you know, I can still feel things, right? I'm not so numb from the pain that the misery uh, is, is a good company in that respect. So yes, being a Mets fan, a Mets I'm fan hoping fan they turn for it around. Six months. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. You're going to bring a child into that, too. A baby, uh, man. Yeah, that's cruel. 
Well, he doesn't have to follow my footsteps. Although my costume this year, my my homemade costume uh, for Halloween this year is going to be the Amazing Spider-Met, wherein I just wear a Spider-Man costume, but I put like a Mets hat on and a New York Knicks jersey and a plastic gold chain that I bought. That's a great idea. Can you take I a think... picture of that and make it like the thumbnail for our Halloween episode? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I'll definitely put it on. Uh, Not I'm that there will be much to talk to about at that point. Well, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. And, and speaking of which, we were going to talk today about some great memories that we've had at the old ballpark. And I'll start off. I'll start off here. One of the memories I have of going to our local is it AAA or AA team, Josh? Uh, they were they were AA. Now they're AAA. So do they get demoted? No, no, oh. do, do, no. They, they got, got uploaded, dog. So what's single A? Is single A just like a loose consortium of people that like one person has a glove and they throw it around? Yeah, pretty much. Single A is like if me and Edwin were like, "Fuck it, let's try out," and you know, yeah, just went there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, so. This was for the San Antonio Missions, who are, I guess now are a AAA ball club. Who are they the feeder system to? Uh, I believe they're the feeder system for the San Diego Padres, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, well, okay. who knew? They play so in we'll San Antonio? Play. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I had no idea. We, Why like, didn't we go college, to a game in college? Well, we tried go. to go because Brian Rusk would say, like, hey, man, Thursdays is dollar beer night. Let's all go to the ballpark. And but no oh, one realized yeah. like what side of town it was on. Like it takes forever to get there to go. I, to I apologize. We're actually the feeder team for the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> uh, but no. So like we would go and like growing up as kids, I guess our parents would just get. I mean, they were always giving away tickets to this thing, right? Just to get people into the stands. And one night we went as a family, and you know it's a hot. Uh, may have been the spring. I feel like they play like in the fall and the spring. Uh, or maybe the summer, and it was like, we've got the girls from Hooters on Nogalitos here. The girls are having a fun time. And you just kind of had like these middle-aged women like dancing atop the dugout, and they're playing like, I don't know, uh, get into the groove, boy, you've got to prove your love to me. And this was only like maybe 20 years ago. Like, it wasn't anything recent. Uh, this memory is etched into your brain. And I, uh, Josh reminded me that my mother made the colorful remark. She called him, quote, I don't know, I don't know why yeah. she felt the we're way. We're probably going to have to, we're going to have to edit that joke out too. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's so weird because I remember that too. And I remember thinking, because I was like, like 11 or 12 at that time. And it's just like, like, if you're watching baseball, like you're either there against your own will or you're there because you enjoy it. Like if you and if you enjoy baseball, like you don't want any of the extra shit like going on. Right. Like you just you just want to watch the game. You're not here for like a pep squad or to get like rallied up. And uh, I just remember being like, this is like so odd because they're just trying to like rile people up. And we're watching arguably like, you know just the slowest ass paced game played even slower, you know, because it's minor league ball at that point. It just like made no sense what that was happening. Well, also, so Edwin, I don't know if they do this at other ballparks. I guess they do. We have um, a mascot called the puffy taco, which I don't know if you remember Henry's puffy tacos uh, where we used to go to school, but there's a puffy guy. Taco. 
and he's in a it's a puffy taco costume, right? Like a, a foam felty puffy taco. And he rounds the bases, I guess. Is it between the seventh and eighth inning? Probably. He runs it, he runs with a ball of pino, which is the a ball pino with a baseball hat and a baseball jersey. They run and... the bases and they pick like four or five year old kids to like run after them. And uh, I guess he he pulls up lame once he gets to third base, so the kids can like tackle him. And they're like, "He got the ball of pino, he got the puffy taco." And again, as a kid, you're like, "Oh, he did it! Yay!" And it's like, we still have more time left in the game. Please, fans, don't leave. There's still like two more innings left. Uh, so yeah, those are just like some great memories. Uh, what about you, fellas? What about Josh Numbers? Do you have anything in particular you remember from either that game or maybe even a major league game you might have attended? Um, my girlfriend actually took me to my first major league games. That was in 2015, right when we first started dating. Um, and we went to Houston to go do something. And I was like, hey, if the Astros are playing, can I get some cheap tickets and like go? And she was like, sure. So we ended up getting cheap tickets. And then I don't know if, uh, Edwin, you're familiar with the MLB ballpark app uh ballpark app no yeah so no it's great because what you can do is you can buy tickets to get into the game and then like you can get onto the ballpark app and you can upgrade your tickets to like better seats for like five bucks um whoa this is like an official mlb thing yeah it's an official mlb thing so i ended up buying cheap tickets and then i used ballpark app and we got upgraded to like uh sitting near the uh the uh dugout and it was pretty cool um, and we got to see him take me out to the ball game and it was 2015 and it was right when like there was a season right when the Astros were starting to get it together. Um, we made the playoffs that year and then ended up losing against Kansas City. But it was like, oh, man, this team like really has something like, you know, they're going to actually be good. So um, that was fun. Like and, and that was like my first major league game that I ever went to. So uh, that was really cool to go to. Um, I don't have really any mi- like memories of the San Antonio Missions games, only because I was young when we went to those games. And I haven't, uh, honestly, Adam, I probably haven't gone to a Missions game since that one that you mentioned. Uh, one time, Dad, it was the summertime, and Dad let me like take some photos. You know, you, you know Dad, our, our father, Russell Hazard, is a, a, a camera enthusiast, a photography enthusiast. And he goes, here, son, why don't you take some photos of the game? And then he got them developed and they were all like out of focus and really smudgy. And he just goes, oh, son, you just didn't do a good job at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, very much so. Now, beat a lead. Cheerful uh, baseball ballpark memory. Um, Yeah, I wish I had a funny story. You know, I've never even been to a minor league baseball game. That's I got to do that on a dollar beer night. But fond memories, you know, I uh, I saw Chipper Jones' last home run, which was a three-run homer to walk off the Philadelphia Phillies. That was pretty sweet. And, yeah, I remember going, you know, there was – there was one time I was like 20 years old and I was there with my little brother and we were just kind of like walking around sort of ogling the better seats and some usher was like, Hey, why don't you just go down there? And we were just like, we were so excited to get to upgrade our seats for free and to be close. We were like, we got to sit right next to the bullpen 
and I was like watching the Braves pitchers warm up in the bullpen. That was so exciting for me. I think I like shouted out to Oscar Villarreal, who is a player <laughs> that no one remembers. I promise you, he probably has a negative WAR, but he's got he's got uh, he's got a lot of WAR in my heart because he acknowledged me one time ten years ago. More than that, jeez. Yeah, former Wait, we're talking like fifteen years ago. Dang. Former Houston Astro Oscar Villarreal. Ah, let's see what his career war is. You know, I've never, I haven't even really, I haven't enjoyed. I always prefer <laughs> baseball like on TV than in person. But I've never actually like gotten uh, a good buzz at a baseball game, and I think that might be my. I'm a, gone wrong. I was gonna say. To me, like when I went to my first baseball game, it was a Houston Astros game with uh, an ex-girlfriend from the past, and she was ogling Hunter Pence. And she's like, oh, oh yeah. Hunter Pence, he's so sexy. Oh, look at him. And I was like, what has he got that I don't got? Other than like, I'm a short, uh, you know, short, squatty dude. Uh, but I got to say, like, I enjoyed it because I feel like at least at Minute Maid Park, they had these like 20 ounce beers that you could get. I had two beers. And the innings just flew by, and it's such a relaxed. Again, this goes back to Edwin's point about baseball just being a like I just was grooving because I had a nice buzz off of like these two tall, like I don't know, Coors or Bud Light or something stupid I was drinking, and um, yeah, so I enjoy I enjoy it in the park just to get kind of a little drunk and just sit down for a while. Yeah, I really look forward to having the opportunity to do that again. Going to check out Citizens Bank Park, hopefully, you know, in Guys, April. Let's catch, a, let's, let's catch a Mets game in the next few years at City Field, and hopefully it doesn't catch on fire. Hopefully we don't hey, catch why don't fire. we? why don't we all fly out to, uh, well, I guess it's not that far for you guys. I'll fly out. Let's all go to Arlington. Let's catch an NLCS game, and we'll write it off as a business expense. <laughs> to, to Adam Danger Productions. Exactly. I, don't, I don't file taxes on these things. I don't do, you, do you have like an Adam Danger Productions credit card yet? No, NLC. Tori won't allow me to do that. <laughs> so I just found out. So the NLCS is playing is being played at uh, is it called Globe Life Park? Yeah, Citizen Globe Life Park. Park. Yeah, the yeah. Rangers Stadium and the Dodgers just got to play uh, their division series there. And I saw a quote from Dave Roberts saying that it already feels like home so maybe a little bit of an advantage there but i was shocked to see it's like astroturf i think it's yeah. like synthetic grass or something uh, i and mean it's right Houston next to stadium, stadium is real grass right yeah yeah we should make um we should have some bold predictions we should have some very specific predictions we need to pick winners of these two championship series you know in how many games Adam, you go first. All right. Let us know I'll, if you need a refresher on, you know, who's still I, playing. No, I know who's playing. I will take the Tampa Bay Raves, Raves, Tampa Bay Rays in uh, five games and give me the Atlanta Braves. Hell yeah. So I, I have a, a Rays, Braves uh, World Series. Six. Okay, so you're you're predicting the Astros are only going to take one game from the Rays. I think so. And uh, if bold. they win, that's fine. But uh, this is my prognosis. You can call that the lock of the week. I like it. The answer key. Josh. 
I'm going to give out some spoilers here. Um, oh, God. <laughs> the Ray, uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to beat the Astros in five games as well. I just think their pitching is too good. Um, and they have more than enough hitting to get to those uh, Astros pitchers. So I'm going to say Rays in five. And I'm going to say the Atlanta Braves. Your Ooh, yeah. Atlanta Braves are going to sweep the Los Angeles Ooh. Dodgers of Los wow. Angeles. Ooh. Wow. That is my lock. That is my lock of the week of the century. This is coming from the guy who thought the Marlins were going to beat the Braves in the last round. Marlins will Marlins will soar. Marlins did soar, but you know. All right. Okay. I guess yeah. it's down to me. I pick. I say uh, Rays in six and um. Yeah. Gosh. You home I feel like Josh. I feel like you guys have jinxed the Braves by picking them, especially with the sweep. I think Josh <laughs> got some mad jinx energy. Maybe I need to offset that. I'll say Braves in seven games. So it's a Rays-Braves World Series across the board. Yeah, I mean, I think as a Braves fan, the ultimate fantasy would be for the Braves to face the Astros in the World Series and defeat them. You know, because whoever faces, whoever would face the Astros in the World Series would immediately become America's team and have everyone backing them. But, you know, in the Braves' Rays, it's like, yeah, I mean, I feel probably feel, imagine how the same way ESPN feels, which is like, I don't know, it just, just it doesn't generate a lot of talking points. But who knows? I mean, I think the trauma of not, I mean, so many sports fan bases, baseball otherwise, are experiencing trauma on a yearly basis. But it's true. the trauma of not winning a postseason series since 2001 uh, for the Braves, you know, it got to the point where when nobody, when it was like the 13th inning of the first Reds game, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, this is such an abusive relationship. And I just realized that no matter what I said or felt today, like it would all be forgotten in April. And I would just repeat the same cycle over and over again. And I'd be helpless to do otherwise, kind of like the guy in Memento. And it was like really depressing to me in that moment. I was like, how do I break this cycle? But now that they've won two rounds, you know, whatever else is gravy. As long as they don't get embarrassed by the Dodgers, I think. I think Braves fans are going to have a really good feeling about this season. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully I don't have any too many nightmares tonight. Well, now I like now that you mention it, if we have a Florida Georgia line kind of world oh, series. This could be the second biggest world's largest cocktail party when you have the Atlanta Braves face the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Play the I games in Jacksonville. Yeah, do it. Yes. Let's get crazy. Get Tony Khan on the line. Call him up. Tell old man Khan to open it up. Uh, they they can do it. I just think that might be something that baseball needs. Baseball needs that Southeastern Conference power. And swagger and energy. I like how you pronounce Atlanta Braves. You should become their next like stadium them, announcer. Them cheating ass devil rays. Cheating Cheat. ass. What are they doing over there? Damn devil rays. Think they got something that I don't see? Don't think so. Don't think so. That's my this guy, Josh. The pitcher the Astros have going tonight is it Fram Framble 
Framber Valdez. Oh yeah, is he? I don't know anything about him. Is um, he good? he's he's actually been really good in the postseason and through the uh, last month of the season. So, um, he's kind of our ace right now since Zach Greinke's been kind of you know bad. Um, but yeah, I, I expect him to uh, pitch well tonight, and I expect him like if the Astros even make it to the World Series, uh, he's going to be that guy that pitches the game one of the World Series. So. Framber Valdez, watch out for him. He's really good. Well, let's be let's reconvene before the World Series, at least, if not yes. sooner. Got to give, got to let the people know. Well, gentlemen, I think we had a good time here on Dugout Talk. Uh, we, now, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard our predictions, our locks for the week. Go ahead, call your bookie, put the money in. This is going to be the money that sends your children to college. You're welcome. Uh, and, you know, we've done you such favors today. We've added some hilarity. We've told some great stories, some insight, some jokes that I'm inevitably going to have to edit out of this thing. Uh, what you can do for us is like, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, you know, get this going. So that way, again, I can get that uh, credit card, the uh, the credit card for Dugout Talk for Adam Dangerous Productions. So that way we can do some more fun things for you all today. Uh, but with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, Josh and Number, say goodbye to the people. Bye-bye. Beetle Ed. Uh, Ahoy. No, oh, sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, again, Adam, Shoeless Adam Ranger signing off. Take care. <laughs>